Hello, how are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, another beautiful day amongst the living. Of course. Every day above ground is worth uh, being grateful for. So, you know. Yeah, that's what they say. We don't necessarily know that to be true. We don't know what death is really like because we've never seen anybody come back and tell us what goes on. But I had a, I had a near-death experience. I, did, I have had a couple of those. Um, yeah. Yeah. You ever hear the people talking to you in the background when when it's happened, when you're out? Um, um, I don't hear the, I didn't hear the people in the background. It's like I heard um uh, it's like I heard a million people at one time. It's like like the almost like a million angry people or whatever. But anyway, go ahead. I, I already done diverted. <laughs> no, you ain't diverted at all. Um I know when I was out cold. I could hear people talking in the background. Uh, they were having a conversation about me. Mm. And, and, the, and one of the people in the conversation said, like, it was like, I became conscious and aware of them. And in that conversation, they was like, do you want to go back or do you want to stay with us? I could, I could, uh-huh. And in the conversation, I was like, well, I got stuff to do back where I am. And he was like, well, if you stay here, you, you will be good too. Like, you, you won't have to worry about nothing. But it's up to you. You you make the choice. But you would be good here if you stay, if you decide to stay. So they kept arguing. It was like he's not ready to go back. He's not ready to stay. And it just it was a, like this three. It felt like three or four voices were talking. Wow, wow. And then all of a sudden, someone said something about like my mom and my sisters and everything like that. I was like, yo, I gotta go, man. And it was like a fight to get back. And then when mm-hmm. I came to, it was no one around me. There was no one there. Wow. I was laying in the blood. Wow. Wow. Now, I think, okay, so now that you said it like that, um, the conversation that I remember is when the situation had happened to me, um, I was on the ground at this point, and I, I felt like, like, I couldn't see myself, but I felt like I was just, like, laid out on the floor, and um, I couldn't see anything, but then I heard some voices and I heard them say, are you Shannon Clay? Are you Shannon Clay? And then at this point in the situation that I was in, it was like, I was trying to shake my head. No, because it's like, I just wanted to end it. So what was happening was like, I was trying to screw up my face through the ground so I wouldn't have to come back at that point. Mm. Um, um, and then I heard them say, we got to get her out of here. And wow. so, uh, um. So then after that, the next blink, I was in the front room at my sister's house and um, I was sitting on the couch and it was this white dude next to me, like kneel, kneel down to the side. And he was like, um, do you know where you are? And then I looked around and I was like, yeah, I'm at Pam's house, my big sister. And then it was like um, everything in the house was like brand new. So it was like weird because like the the baby crib was new and I knew what the house looked like. I was even sitting in the chair that wasn't necessarily there. And then he was like, um, do you have on any shoes? And I looked down at my feet and I said, no. And then I don't remember anything else after that. And then I woke up in the ambulance and I still was, was in the alternate, uh, alternate mind state. Um, because I thought I was in like one of the dopest as, ambulance and the whole wide world. I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> this is nice. What what so what happened to you? Did you pass out? Did you- no, no. So um around this time, this was like 20, 27, 
was it 2017? Like July 2017, I was at my sister house. Um, I had my job had a layoff in um November of 2016 and everything. And I was cool with that because I had just, you know, I was doing my music stuff. I had been going on tour with um the artist Serta Baptist. So I had been doing some tour dates with him. So I was cool with the whole layoff thing, you know, so I was fine. I got my severance pay. I got my um, unemployment and everything like that. So once all of that ran out, I wanted, to, I asked my mom, you know, cause I wanted to keep pursuing his music stuff. So I asked my mom, like, you know, can I come stay at the house? You know, I make money, do whatever I got to do, but I want to be able to focus on my music. And so initially she said, yeah, and everything, but you know, as the days came by and I went on ahead and started moving over there, boy, it went all the way back to like when I was 19 years old and, you know, like how I was like living at the crib back then and shit. And it's like, it was all strict and stuff. And so that all, that set me back into like being depressed again, you know? So then I'm, I'm pissed off about everything that's going on. Cause now I done uprooted my life. She was like, well, you can't bring all the furniture to my house. So I had to get rid of all my furniture you know, so it's just me, my clothes and my daughter and her clothes or whatever. Um, so that that didn't work out or whatever. So I ended up leaving my mom's house, staying at my sister's house. Now, prior to that, we had been getting some information from um, my nephew's girlfriend that he was smoking K2. And yeah. And so I'm like, damn, is she just mad? You know, it's like I, don't, I didn't know if she was bitter, if he for real, if this real or whatever. So anyway, um, my mom's wedding anniversary was the weekend prior to that. So he was at my sister's house. After the stuff didn't go good at my mom's house, I ended up moving to my sister's house, staying over there until like, you know, family crib and stuff like that. So at, so much stuff was going so wrong. It was like, I was over, I was over it. I was over everything at that point. So anyway, I was getting ready. I was rolling up or whatever. And you know, when people had a duck, their duck from the last blunt that they had, I put that in my I, I I had one land, you know, next to my stuff. So I put, put it in there and then I put the rest of my weed in there, not knowing that this was a duck that my nephew had that had K2 in it. I hit that shit one time. Oh. And I instantly felt, because like I said, I've always been a Reggie smoker, so anything above that was like, whoa, wait, what's this? So I hit it one time and it's, it's only, <laughs> shut up. Uh, thankfully, my daughter was there because um, had my daughter not been there, I don't know if I would have made it through because she was able to call the ambulance and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's the story that led into how I ended up having that experience. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I, I wasn't on that other, all that other shit. I ain't into that. So, I, I, I've never been a person that tried anything extreme like that. Um mm -hmm. I've heard it has some really bad side effects from it, but yeah, I, I've experienced that shit. And and like I said, you know, I ain't never been, I ain't never been into that type of nothing. I smoked weed, and that was that. That was that, yeah. Um, and that I think that's the limit for people like me, you. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't go past that. Um, I've never experienced anything like that. I have once upon a time, I did shrooms. I, I don't have a problem with that. I never, I never had no type of DMT. Me, they gave me a high dosage um, the first time, more than, more than was expected. And me being a young guy, thinking I'm tough and oh, I can hang with the big dogs and I'm okay. Just give me this shit. Stop playing, you know. They gave it to me, 
and they put it in they put it in the tea that I had, you know. So we sitting there chilling it instead of me drinking the tea and sort of just like combing through the mushrooms and just drinking it, I'm stirring it up, trying to get the mushrooms and, and you know, gobbling it down. Trying to get it fast. Worst experience, man. Worst experience, because everything that, I will say this, it revealed to me the things that I needed to change in my life. I'll say that. Mm, scary um, shit to see your own self. Not just my own self, but um, from what I remember, everything and everyone became um, what I was going through. Like all the demons that I was dealing with, like growing up and yeah. being around yeah. people who were like, who had evil intent for me or who were jealous of me or who didn't really want to see me do anything good. I saw all that and everything around me because my the hallucination I, I was having was like out of there. Like I was just like buzzed the fuck out. So I was tripping for hours like that. For wow. Wow. Like, that's scary. Uh, yeah. That's scary. And I had no... I had no understanding. I couldn't calm down because I was just, I was gone. And they they, they told me um, after it was over, they talked to me like a, like a couple of days later because it was like, yo, you need time to yourself to think about, you know, like to think about yourself and get yourself back together. It was like, if you want us to take you to a doctor, we'll take you to a doctor, but you had a bad trip. We can tell you what it was already. And you shouldn't have taken that much. And we should just give you the normal doses that we give anybody else. But Shannon, I swear to God, from that, I learned so much about the people I had been dealing with at the time and the way I really wanted my life to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it again after that, but I did it in a small dosage. The right way. Yeah, I did it the right way. And then they increased my dosage as I went on. But um, from that bad dosage, I learned a lot about, about my life, the, the circle of people I had around me mm-hmm. and, and what everybody meant to me. And from that bad trip, I realized that the people that I had around me didn't mean shit. Like, no, none of them. None, mm-hmm. of, them. Mm-hmm. none of them. Because weeks later, when we sat down and we were talking, like, everybody was sober and they was, like, drinking wine. Everybody that had to, was there when I initially did it was there. And they, they would say, so can we talk about what happened? It's like, yeah. And we opened up. Well, I opened up and I started talking to them about it. And they said, obviously, you're not from where we're from. Because, you know, it was a couple of, you know, like Irish guys, Caucasian, we just say Caucasian. It was a bunch of Irish, uh, Caucasian people that I'm hanging out with, um, some Latinos, and we're there and we're having a good time. But at this point, we are just sipping wine and we're chilling. And they said, what is going on in your life? Because the way you acted, you were about to kill two of us. Wow. Yeah. It, it got really bad. And I said, I don't even know. He said, yeah, you were, you said, you were, you were tripping really hard. And he said, you were about to, he's like, I had one guy in a chokehold, like I really meant it. And as they tried to pull him, pull him, pull him out of the chokehold, they were just telling me what was going on. And like mm-hmm. I swung. So one of the guys had like, his eye was just starting to open up. It was just. you like, had blacked his eye. Not, I ain't just black it. Like his eye was like shut. You know, wow. so I hadn't seen him in two weeks. So it was it was opening up like you get, he could see out of it. He's like, dude, you gave me this right here. He said, and when we tried to fight you and get you off of it, we realized we couldn't. The more we tried to fight you, the more excited you got and the more rage you got filled with. And I was I just told them, you know, um, part of, you know, part of my life, like growing up, you know, you see certain mm-hmm. shit and there's certain mm-hmm. certain things that that you see, you know, you hold on to these things because you become 
it becomes a regular pattern when you when you're seeing people being shot at or you're seeing uh just negative just a negative environment and mm-hmm. so those things played out and you think that it was all of us but it's really just the people in your world and i was like yeah yeah yep. like so you agree i was like yeah because after it happened i said i was in the shower and i said sometimes when i shower i meditate but not only when i uh do i meditate in the shower i meditate in my bedroom or in the front room i always keep a, a space big enough wherever mm-hmm. i go so I can sit in my front room or wherever and I meditate and I just talked about what, what was happening and they said, yeah, so not to be in your business. I was like, it's fine because I already told you all my life. So at that point, it was just like not to be in your business, but you probably need to check your circle out. They was like, whatever you saw through that is probably a transference or a correlation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to your real life experience. So you have some things that you need to work on. They said, and it was the other guy was like, not always do is that the case? Because people do have trips like that where they see demons and they hallucinate real bad. He said, but in your case, the things he's, you were saying to us and to us had something totally, it was like, he was like, it was real personal. He's like, we could tell. Mm. Y'all right. Y'all right. I, I got some shit I need to work on. So um, that was my experience with that. Any other experience I had after that was just like more peaceful. Uh, more serene and I, I enjoyed it um, but I, I, I've never tried anything else besides that and uh, cannabis I think um, certain situations especially like these type is what bring you to that that what they call a dark night of the soul thing where you really have to face like this is like especially people who are seeking spiritual um, awareness you know it's like it seems so easy to try to be spiritually enlightened or whatever, but you don't know that you have to go in and you have to face your own demons and all of that other shit. And, you know, uh, some situations in life bring you to face that stuff because sometimes we find a way to avoid it. And certain things would definitely pull that up because I feel like definitely after that situation, like my life had changed. Um, Things had started being different for me and I had to really begin shedding some stuff and it didn't get uh, perfect right then. And, and then, you know, like being an artist uh, um, and being in front of the public, it's like things like this that I want to be able to open up and talk to people about and let them know like regular people, you know, like we go through the same type of shit that regular people go through, you know, not that I purposely went. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not that I purposely went and looked for something to have that experience because that wasn't it. But I was so unbalanced that I wasn't like my mind wasn't focused. So when you unbalanced and stuff like that, you can get yourself into a situation that could damn near kill you. And that's what my situation was. But it wasn't my time. It was like I went all the way back to the beginning and that old Shannon had to die because I literally heard my soul tell me that in the ambulance like you know if you uh, um if you understand what's going on then you will come through this but if you don't understand it you ain't that's this it and so it's like I literally had to begin to understand what the fuck was happening to me and everything started pulling through and it's like like that old Shannon literally died it was like a conversation that my higher self had with the lower self and it released my lower self. Like I literally can go through that because as I was laying there when I finally came to in the ambulance, um, 
that's when I, I first heard my higher self say, if you know what's going on, then you, you will come back. That's when I first heard that. And the next thing I heard is you're going to be famous. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, did I just try to kill myself or something? I'm like, because, you know, like if a, if a person that's pursuing music or something like that, try to commit suicide, then that might be some publicity type of bullshit. But that's not what I was on. But that's what I heard my higher self say, you're going to be famous. And I literally, my lower self literally questioned my high, like all of this in real time. This was happening to me. And I was like, damn, did I, I literally said, damn, did I try to kill myself? And then I heard my higher self say, the old Shannon must die. Soon as that part happened, I started having a seizure. I never had seizures before until that day. And I felt my chest, I felt the season happen. And it did it about six times. And I heard the ambulance people say, um, is that a seizure? And then they was like, I don't know. And after the sixth time, it felt like that was the best fucking feeling I ever felt. Like it was such a release. And then like my head like fell to the side and tears fell out the side of my face. Yeah. And um, um, the next thing I heard was these motherfuckers think I'm finna die. I'm finna live. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. And so when I came back from that, like everything means more to me and like a lot of the shit that how I was or things that I used to do or how I used to think um the way I dealt with things like I said I still been shedding shit up until this point you know uh, I'm a way lot better than I was prior to but it's a lot like I remember some years ago when you was trying to tell me about the Jesus shit no yeah, so, <laughs> I wasn't trying to hear nothing you was talking about back then I was like, but wake up I swear to God, I was asleep. I was asleep, but I'm woke now. And and every time I like learn more and start evolving, like I always, that's why I agreed to do this podcast because I had to remind you that I remember when you was trying to wake me up and I wasn't trying to hear shit you were saying because I was a minister. I was, I think I was going to get married to a past. Like I was in it deep. And, but it's like, I never agreed with like I really it's something wasn't right you, you know were, what I mean you were one of the ones who called me the weirdo I was like I was, I'll accept yep. it but listen yep. I'm doing them I'm gonna let you go back to your story but for me from that experience I had that's part of what I learned it was like dude it's okay for you to be you let go yep. of all these people who want to be what they want to be and go be you like fuck yep. them just go be you but yeah, go yeah, continue on. You were trying to be a minister and all that. I tried to wake your ass. I was no, nah, but that, but 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 you. But the thing is, you planted a seed. You know what I mean? And so that's all we can do. Everybody ain't gonna be ready at the same time, and we can't like lose our patience or lose hope in a person because if they one of the ones that's meant to wake up, they are gonna wake the fuck up. It's just a matter of what is that measure that's gonna wake you up. I had to go find passion, like. This music is a lot of the shit that opened me up until this awakening. Like people don't understand how important like finding your own creativity and discovering who you are and what it was. I spent so much of my life pleasing other people. And so that's how I ended up getting stuck in that program type of mindset because I was allowing myself to be controlled by something outside of myself. And like, it's a whole new day now. I, because I was in no way so people understand. I was not trying to control her at all. I 
just knew she. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It's just a conversation. It just happened in conversation. And when you know something, you share what you know. You know what I mean? And the job of each other is to plant a seed in somebody else. And at, 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 at some point, that person will either water that seed or let that seed be a BS, a bad seed or some bullshit. You know what I mean? So, like, uh, I didn't, I, I, it planted what you said, planted, even though I didn't get it right now. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this boy? He crazy, you know? And now I'm crazy. You know what I mean? I'm like, I ain't fuck what people think. I don't care what y'all think. It's like, I believe what I believe. I feel what I feel, but it takes experience and it yeah. takes more knowledge and it takes research. Can't nobody just walk up off the corner and say, not that you walked up off the corner, but can't nobody just walk up to you and say, um, this is what it is and you ain't never been exposed to nothing else you're like what the fuck yeah. you know so like i would never forget that that you planted that seed and then now all the way these years later here i am with a whole new understanding of life and learning how to manifest shit i'm trying to learn tarot cards because i'm very intuitive so i use my intuition to guide me i i, I believe in my guides you know i believe in all that you know a lot of stuff how deep people are i might not be that deep i go off of what i know because i believe in being authentically me and that way that translates through my music you know what i mean so i just give people the rawness like i make mistakes like i didn't always know everything but i've always known that i was different somehow i knew you was different too but i would just be talking to you and i was like she's she's still behind the veil like she's mm -hmm. still behind the veil and the veil is really like it's really in front of her she can't see and he was like, well, you go, you go to church. And I was like, yeah, I go, but. I, but it's a whole different understanding of that. And life. that's funny. You remember the conversations because I don't remember none of that shit. Because I was, you were calling me. And so part of it was me understand. So I, I get, I get where people are and I get what they're going through and what they're dealing with. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the other part of it is as we're talking you kept saying that I'm weird and I'm goofy and I'm stupid. And I was like, <laughs> damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, yo, this mentality that you have, I was like, this mentality that you have, it has to die in order for you to grow. Like you have to shed the skin. The stuff I'm telling you, you are going to find out it's going to play out in your life. And you're going to find out for yourself that it's real. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I can give you a book. I can give you this book. Man, I ain't reading no books. The only thing I need is the Bible. I was like, and the Bible is cool. But there's another understanding of the history of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Things like that. So, and, and you used to get on my last nerve trying to tell yeah, me. But I, 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 I realized something. Nerve, I was like, man, Shannon, you're beautiful. <laughs> you're smart. I was like, there's just another, there's another side of this life that you have to be able to mm -hmm. open up to. And I think if you actually take the pill that I'm trying to give you mm -hmm. freak you out, but I think you will, you will, you will appreciate it a little bit more. And after that, I think you went on ahead. I think you did. You got married or something like that. And I, um, I was doing music. I went back to doing music um, uh, and working. I was doing music, working, trying to do shows or whatever I could. And I and that was it. And I, I was minding my business. And and then I seen you pop up, or you, I think you sent me a message. I think it was, and he was like, I think I get it. And I was like, what? Yeah, Hold on one second. It's two on now for you. Chicken. Yeah, so he was like, uh, 
I think I get it now. I think I get what you were trying to tell me. And I was like, I don't even remember. It was like a year or something, a couple years that passed. I was like, what are you talking about? Because by that time, you know me, I tried to, I tried to move on. Yeah. And try to give the message to other people like, hey, you know, um, that's cool and everything, but you know, you're being oppressed, you know, and do you know that your mind has the capability, the capability to grasp so more, so much more than what you've been, what you're being taught if you just open up to it. And they was like, man, you must be, you must be smoking some crazy. Wow. I was like, yo. See, that's it's, it's what I what I come to learn is that is the automatic response of the typical Christian. Yeah, and when you would try to. Yeah. Yeah. When you try to attack something that they don't know, are you out of control? Because everybody else believe this. It's like you are the one. Now I'm the one where everybody is white. I'm the one that's black in the crowd. You know what I mean? But at first I was a part of the white going along to being part of the sheeple so you know i get it now i get it now you know you, you it, it's a matter of, and now i do the same thing now i'm doing what you did with me and i you know tell people stuff i know and plant little seeds of things so that i know my experience from it came from the music i was doing all right so everybody knows i do lyrical music and i, I mm -hmm. and everybody says you be, i do conscious music or whatever the fuck that means so one of the songs I wrote was, Who Am I? And in the song, I gave a definitive description of the things I've come through, where I've mm -hmm. gotten to, mm -hmm. and unknown of where I could be going. And somewhere in there, while I was writing and listening to it, I, I kept looking at it and I kept going, who, who the fuck am I? Who am I? Uh, I know that. Oh, I know that feeling. I had wrote all this dope. I had wrote all this lyrical and insightive and perspective and 2020 is hindsight shit. I wrote all that. And then I got to that one point and I, after I had looked at it and I had recited it to myself, I was like, but who am I though? Who am I? And all these books I had read, well, the books that I had read up until that point had gotten me to a certain part of life, but it was like, I need more. Mm -hmm. Like, who am I really? And then it was just like the reading of so many other books that I had, I had picked up along the way. I was like, damn, man, there's more to me than what I already know. And the stuff that I, I have been experiencing is based on where I was, where I already was. So that was one of those moments for me that, that made it click. Excuse me, and then having a chance to travel was the was other biggest thing. It was just like, yo, my, my life, the world, my, my world can be so much bigger than Mm -hmm. Box of 87, 62nd Street, 100 and something. Like, there's so much more to this world than the things that I know. And the things that I know, they're infinitesimal compared to everything else that I can experience, you know? And But the sad part about it is was when you try to explain that you can go travel to certain groups of people, they, sh they shun you for it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm white for getting up and going to travel. Um, I ain't, I ain't, I'm, I'm not cool for getting up and going and travel. Like, I'm not cool for wanting to better myself and, and strive to do better things. And if if I'm gonna make a living, I gotta make a living through drug dealing or or or, or something else. So it's just like that people same I know are stuck. Yeah, and it's just like yo, this crowd. And then it, it, it remind me of that trip I had. Every time, every time, every time I experience this with somebody who who looked at what I did as something bad, it reminded me of that trip. Like, okay, I cut you off. 
Mm-hmm. That's when I got to the point where it was like, I don't mind being by myself. By yourself, yeah. I don't mind being by myself because the people that I'm around, they don't want to do nothing. They don't want to mm-hmm. strive to do nothing. Every time I have a different and unique experience and I come back and I see what they're doing, they're still doing the same shit. They're still doing the same shit. They ain't done stuff. They ain't went nowhere. They ain't done nothing. They haven't accomplished nothing. They still there in the same spot when I left. And I was like, okay, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm like, I get it. I get it. So I'm appreciative of the uh, things I've experienced in, in my journey through life um, and acquiring the knowledge that I have and being able to spread it with other people. I just hope that the certain people that I have given these things to, that they don't start to look down on others and think that they're better than, better than anybody else. And it's not about being about a look or feeling like you're smarter than anybody else. It's just about mm-hmm. improving your life and the quality of life that you can have for yourself and those around mm-hmm. you, if possible. Yep, yep, that's it. Yeah, so that's 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 basically yeah. it. So uh, that hearing those voices or whatever was going on, I was laying in the, when I woke up. I was laying in a pool of blood, like I'm, I'm laid out, blood all over the place, head, my head leaking all over the place. I had to go get six staples. Uh, but that was one of those incidences, and I've had a couple of them. So, wanted you out of here. Yeah, yeah. And every time, and the last time it happened, the doctor was like, "One more minute, laying there in the pool of blood by yourself." You've been gone. Yeah, he was like, "I'll be talking to your, uh, to your mother and your sister, and not you." You know. So, uh, thankful for coming back. You know, I, I think it was that doing that doing that conversation was like, yo. If he wants to go back, he can go back. But if he want to stay here, he better off here. And then it was like, well, he got parents. And it, it was like a crazy conversation. Mm-hmm. Yo, he got family back there. Like, he can't, he can't leave yet. And then when I, when I a part of me, I just woke up. And I, it was like a fight to get back. Like, I was being held back. But it was like a fight for it. And I was like, yo, I'm going back. And it was like, no, you can stay, just stay here with us. It's like, man, if y'all don't let me go. And then they, it was like a fight. And I... I came back. So when I woke up, it was just like blood all over the floor or whatever. But still here, still surviving and thriving. Life is good. Got, got shit to do. Yeah, <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah, man. I didn't um I don't know what else what, what what was going to come from that, but I often wonder what would have happened if I would have decided to stay. You know. I don't know. I don't know. That's a big if, you know. It's a big question mark, I should say. And who knows if, like, it's so much crazy shit was going through my mind. Like, after, like I had so many thoughts, like, like the whole, who am I? What the fuck is this? I don't understand nothing. Nothing makes sense to me. Right. Uh, yeah, that, that, that goes to a crazy point. Cause I was like, how do I know I really came back? Yeah. yeah that was <laughs> the other thing. That was the other thing. The part of me transfer and stay somewhere else. And the other part was like, all right, we, I'll stay here. But they say we multidimensional, so I don't know. I don't know what up all that means. I always wonder about that. Like, yo, did a part of me leave and go? And then and then uh, the other part of me stay. Did the weaker part of me stay here? And then the, other, the stronger part? Like, I always think about that, that type of thing. That, that's where I look at it, like, losing. Like I said, the, the, the old, the lower self died. Yeah. Like, that type of situation. But anyway, it prepares you to put propel you prepares you to propel you forward if you allow it to and I think that's what what I I strived to do to get to a whole different mindset 
um, a whole different way of doing things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but mm-hmm. it's interesting to me when I meet people and I talk to them, like people of all all walks walks of life. You're talking about their experiences through life and, and their journey and the way that they, they go about it in a way that you may agree on certain things and may not agree. And I found out that this me is so much more flexible and diverse Whether when it would the, the old me wouldn't be able to have those type of conversations, you know, like I was exactly. my guns and now it's just like, I don't want to argue. I just want understanding of people, um, where they come from, how they grew up, you know, so it's, it's a totally different thing. And I like it. I like it like that. Like, cause I get to, I get to understand people a lot better instead of having this feeling of, um, my way is the right way. And there is no, there is no other way, which is, which is selfish, right? Yeah. At least the road, at least resistance, they say. Yeah. So tell me where you grew up. Um, I grew up on the West side of Chicago. Um, I don't know, all over the West Side. It's not a, spe- a particular or specific place. Should I say particular? Um, but I was born at St. Anne's Hospital. Now it's a crazy house. So I guess that, you know, make a lot of sense. <laughs> that fits you. <laughs> yeah, that West Side of Chicago, born and, and bred, I guess. Okay. Where'd you go to high school? Um, I went to Or High School, Risen Or High School, class of 95. I was supposed to graduate uh, 96, but um, back then they had them honors classes and I was in the principal scholar program. So I got a chance to graduate a year early. Okay, nice. So you had, you were pretty good at academia then, huh? Yeah, it's like I, I have sense, but I hated school. I really hated school, but I, you know, I was able to do what I need to do you know but it was like I wasn't um you know like nerdy booky type of thing it was just like it's like I just knew I just knew how to pass my test knew how to pass my class but I didn't really like school that much I can't lie but I did love music and and every school I went to I was in some type of chorus or choir or something like that never never I was just about to say never instruments uh, only oh. instrument I let me tell you the the toughest instrument I got is these fingers and this brain because I know how to write so I'll go with that now but I don't know how, I, I mean I feel like if I I can tap by ear you know what I mean I wish but I don't want to learn I just want it to magically appear and I learn how to play the piano I dreamed it so many times but anyway no I don't play any instruments but I do write and I, and I got my boys that's those my instruments Okay. Uh, were you ever in like the church choir? Yep. Uh, always in the church choir from uh, as long as I can remember. And uh, I was the leader of praise and worship. So I always been a praise and worship leader um, up until I stopped going to church. When did you stop going to church? I think it was 20... I think it was around 2012 or 2013. Around, you know the time. I don't remember. T- no, no, I'm just saying like that was around the time where a lot of people was coming into these different awakenings. Like shit was happening for people. And like, <laughs> that's when I started questioning stuff. Like, wait a minute, hold up. This don't sound right. Let me research this myself. And what started me on that, it all started from the me researching fornication. What is fornication? Okay. 
And then I went all, I read the little scriptures about that. Then I went looking at the etymology of the word fornication. Then I found out that a fornix was where the hoes used to go to, you know, have sex. It had nothing to do with premarital sex. It was, it was that, you know, so then I just started falling down the rabbit hole from that point and I've just been falling ever since I guess <clears throat> I compose myself when I fall because then I think it went into somebody brought up the Illuminati stuff and I'm like oh lord that all that stuff and telling me about all the uh, the music industry stuff so you know all that type of stuff was coming up around that time so it was, it was around that time it was like I felt like I wasn't getting as much as I was getting from myself spiritually from the church Okay. Um, so you left the church mm-hmm. and then what, what was next for you? Was that music? Was that the beginning of music for you? Well, um, around the time when he was getting to the end of me leaving church, one of my co-workers, because I hadn't wrote music in a long time at that point. When I first was writing music, I was like 19. Um, I started writing music when I was 19 <clears throat> and I would just sit on the porch and write all these songs. But anyway, fast forward, I was working with this girl um, and her and her siblings had a singing group. And she was like, man, we need a song and I need like an anthem type of song. And I'm like, well, I know how to write me. I know how to write songs. And uh, she was like, you think you could write a song? So I challenged myself to write a song. So I went to the crib and like with less than 30 minutes, I had wrote a whole song. I knew how it go. I had the, the verse hooked. I think I had two verses and the, the chorus and um, I just didn't have the music. I, I knew how I wanted the music to go in my head for it. And so at that time, that's when people started lying. It was like, I can get somebody to make this song, you know, make that track for you, blah, blah, blah. So at that point, that's when I really started trying to go back into writing music, but it wasn't going good because everybody was giving me the runarounds and shit, you know? So um, in like 2015, I was working at Centene um, or County Care when they started the County Care contract. And uh, one of my coworkers, uh, she was just talking one day and she was mentioning some names and she had mentioned Danny Boy name. And I'm like, I know Danny Boy. I went to high school with Danny Boy. Mm-hmm. And she so was like, yeah, that's my godson, blah, 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 blah. And then another day she had mentioned another name. and I, And I was like, Anthony Gordon and then it clicked that that was her son so at that point me and him started I had just wrote like a a play um it was like it would be a two-hour movie and he had just started working on some film and stuff so she was like but maybe y'all should get together and try to you know put that together so we started doing that Danny ended up going back to Atlanta so that kind of put a pause on that and then I started writing his book for him um he was gone back to Atlanta. So one day I just went to the studio with the dude that was doing the filming and shit, I guess that's the story. Um, one day at one of the studio sessions, I, I um, was telling my current manager now, I was telling him, you know, I got this folder, these songs I've been writing since I was like 19. So I probably had like shit, maybe 10 songs in that folder, more like poems, all that type of stuff that I had written. And I kept in that folder and, you know, one day they gave me a chance and he gave me a chance in the booth. And the first time I recorded that first song I written, it was a good song, but I sounded like shit. I was scared. Um, you know, I had never recorded before all the years that I had been doing music. Um, I had never really recorded. 
you yeah, know, so singing out loud is totally different. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. Recording is definitely different from just being in front of church. Yeah. And so I would listen to I listened to the song and I came back was like, you know, let me do it over. And you know, I did it over from there. And then I just kept working. I had bought myself a studio. I started recording at home and shit like that. And I had recorded like 17 songs. And uh, I would bring them to the studio and, and let Q-Ball, you know, mix and master them or whatever. And uh, at that time, I was still touring with Sir the Baptist and stuff like that. But I hadn't did all, you know, my own music really yet. I hadn't released any music. So in 2016, one day I was like, I picked the song. I was like, let's let this one be the first one. It was called Holly Lou. And I don't know what made me choose that song or whatever, but that song is what opened up the doors for people to begin to know who I was as Shannon Clay. I had no idea. Like, all I just wanted to do music because that's what I, I love to do music. I knew how to do it. I've been doing it all my life, you know, and, and it, it went from, like, it played on the radio, you know, um, I started having shows and now I've traveled to different states doing like it has really just following my heart, following my dream. Like when I when I started to follow that path, that's when things started opening up in life for me. Was it all perfect? No, it wasn't all perfect yet. Doesn't happen. Um, Doesn't happen. No, no. But through the whole process, like I just been learning and the more I, I, I keep doing it, the more it frees me. It's like music is a, was a savior for me or something like that, you know, um, but I love it. So up until this point, you, you've done music, you've traveled with it. Do you have a website? Um, we do have a website for the record label CRSMG. It's uh, www.crsmgstudios with the S.com. It needs to be updated, but that is the um, website. I, I have YouTube. Um, YouTube is where I put all of my music videos. It's some other stuff that I'm getting ready to um, open up to, but my YouTube page is Shannon Clay. Um, uh, feel free to subscribe i'm gonna be doing some other stuff like i was saying i wanted to be able to use who i am as an artist to be able to talk to um the collective about all type of different things in life you know even shit that people don't want to talk about you know i just want to be able to open up and and have these conversations and, and connect with the, you know connect with the world virtually you know so i know that that my life is more than just whatever it was. It's some things that I have to give to the world, some healing I have to help do. And sometimes just through my music alone helps heal because like even the love songs, I'm trying to promote the relationship between men and women knowing it's okay to love each other. It's okay to, to praise your man for being the bomb. You know, um, it's okay to have breakups, but you have to, build yourself back up after that that's what hallelujah is about you know hallelujah is about three three different relationships three or four different relationships all creatively put together in one song um just to express you know the situation and then talk about getting your liberty back from that you know you stand up you keep going you, okay be thankful for the situation that happened because without it you can't get to the next step so 
Word Big Bird. Is there a SoundCloud page or Instagram or anything like that? No. Um, well, all of my music can be found on all streaming media. That's titles, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, um, Shannon Clay. Um under all streaming medias, uh, Shannon Clay on YouTube. Uh, my my Twitter page is I am Shannon Clay. That's my Twitter handle. And my Instagram is Shannon underscore Clay 821. Who are your musical influences? Um, I am from the old school. So it's that soulful music. I don't really have many um, new school artists um, that influenced me. So the people like the Betty Wrights and uh, Shaka Khan, Anita Baker's, Patti LaBelle, you know, the soul music that's talking about something. You know, anybody could walk around talking about they got a WAP and all this stuff, but I'm trying to give music that has as much substance as I understood the music had when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like the music's told, it told a story. And so that taught me how to write music without me even knowing. Because like, it's so much easier to remember your songs when you telling it in a story type of format. Cause like then what happened? Well, cause they said good music, you can always ask questions. <laughs> well, that was one of Cedric the Entertainer um, comedy skits. Like you can ask a question to the song and then the song will answer it or whatever. But I just wanted to be able to get music that had substance, quality. Now, I don't think I'm Beyonce. I ain't trying to be Beyonce. A lot of these people with these angelic, angelic voices, um, they can't even write. I take a lot of pride in being able to write my own lyrics. I can write lyrics for other people. Yeah. It can be church music. It can be jazz. It can, I like every genre of music I can touch. So that's, that's the 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 gift that I believe the universe blessed me with when I came well one of them because I have a lot of I mean I feel lucky well not lucky I feel whatever because I have a lot of different talents that I was born with that's not lucky that's blessed right yeah super blessed what what were you singing were you like soprano alto or soprano <clears throat> a fake ass soprano I was a fake soprano I'm an alto I'm a lazy lazy soprano like I can hit some notes high notes that you know in them church hollers and scream when it, that I can do that but like singing in soprano I don't want to they tried to make me sing soprano for years but do you hear how deep my voice is all this raspy shit I ain't got time to be singing no soprano but yeah I'm an alto it's almost as deep as mine Nah, it ain't never as deep as yours. <laughs> ha ha hell. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard you talking the morning before. Yeah, I got that. I got that um deep, yeah. thick, raspy voice. Mm-hmm. Very white. Or should I say sherry white? I was like, who is this? Like, it's Bill. You got any projects that you're working on now? Any new music? Actually, uh, about th- what date was it? About three weeks ago. What day did I drop this song? What day I dropped this song? Uh, about three weeks ago, I dropped my latest single, MMM. I'm going to say MMM because I heard that grown men don't like saying mmm. But that's the name of the song, MMM. It's available on all streaming media. Huh? It's on when? 
That right, right, right. You can't just be walking around in the middle of the daytime talking about some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying that shit if you're gonna do it. Yeah, just, just say M M M. But yeah. yeah, it's available on all streaming services, all of your your favorite digital streaming services. The video is available on YouTube. We are at 153,000 streams, which is like completely historically amazing for me, especially being a new artist. Um, on the independent label and you know it's just me and my manager like that's the team you know so that's why I'm always running we always got the you know <clears throat> excuse me figure out the next move so yeah we had 153,000 and counting right now so it is a very prideful moment um, I'll be performing uh, be performing it live in Cleveland Ohio on the 31st of October. I don't know the name of the club that we're going to be at. I forget. But I just know I'll be there along with other independent artists from the Midwest. I've been um, doing a tour with the Small Town Big Dreams. Um, A bunch of independent artists going from state to state. We went to Miami, Las Vegas, Atlanta about three times. We've been, this is the second time going to Cleveland, St. Louis. We've been moving around, so... But there's more to come. Do you feel a lot like of other things? Chicago Radio does a good job of promoting its own artists. No, okay. but I will say that every single that I've had has had the opportunity to be on Power ninety two on uh, Shondell's uh, Sunday uh, Raw Radio. <clears throat> Never has Chicago put any of my music in a regular rotation or anything like that. Like I don't even know if they even reach out to. I don't know what it takes for them to do that, but I'm not sure why. But thankfully, with my manager um, being a part of the core DJs, he's on a few radio stations. So my song is regularly playing on radio station in West Virginia, um, um, in Milwaukee. Uh, where's the blaze? That's West Virginia. Where at? Where? Uh, what radio station? And, and in Houston, so um, and the Blaze is running my song um, in in light rotation. So you know, I had to make sure I understood all my paperwork, um, the the DBS and all that stuff to make sure you getting accounted for radio spins and all that stuff. So I am able to be found when somebody looking for me. When somebody Google my name and say music, you know, musical artist, you know. So I may not be as big as whatever but I'm big I'm big in my mind and you know <clears throat> the more I keep working the more we keep expanding and that's the goal you define your success no one else can define it for you uh, nobody can if you let other people define your success you would drive yourself crazy trying to please other people and you'll never have any peace nope and I am at such a place in my life like I never acknowledge nothing about no haters so I don't even think I got no haters so you, probably do. you know like they probably just know that, you know, you're not going to be bothered with it. I think we all have them. Not we all, because I don't think everybody has them. Um, there, there's a group of us who do have them. Um, they are there. I just, uh, you probably, like me, don't really give a shit, you know. If I've heard your name said, if I heard you say something about me in a negative way, I'd probably just shrug it off. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, just I shrug that shit off and keep going. I had to learn that sometimes your presence by itself 
bugs the shit out of people. There's nothing you can really do about it, you know? So I've learned not to care. I used to care so much. Oh, why they don't like me? What they jealous of me for? I ain't got no man. Fuck all y'all nowadays. Girl, fuck you. Boy, fuck you. I don't care no more. <laughs> I've learned how to, like, I think it's gotten so much with me if the energy feels off and I can't get it out my, like, my solar plexus feeling my gut or something if that I can't shake this about you every time I talk to you or get around you I start feeling this negative energy I know you're not supposed to be a part of like I got to let you go I have to let you go because I being a you know empathic person and shit you feel everything every and it's all multiplied that's one of the things I'm gonna talk about on my YouTube page you know a lot of people don't understand empathy and what it's like to be an empath. And when you deal with shit, you deal with it so magnified that a little thing feels like a great big thing. And if you don't know how to control it, it makes you out of control. And for a lot of years, they had me thinking I was bipolar. Like I would be flipping out, but not knowing that the energy around the people around me was magnifying and jumping off towards me. It's like how they say spirits jump off from person to person. So I'm very protective of my energy. Like I spend so much time alone. I do not, as, as much as I'm a public person, I am very, very, very private. I don't feel like being bothered with nobody. You so know, you, and when I decide right? to come out, of, huh? So you're an introvert? I'm a, uh ambivert, I think. Yeah. Um, more so on the introvert side because I really thought I was an extrovert. I really, really thought like I, I love people. This, 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 but I realized I don't really like too many goddamn people all the time. Like you don't. You don't. Nah. That's for a fact. Because I, I, I'm not like I, I don't rub everybody the nicest way because I'm not the friend that's just gonna say something to make you feel good. Like I'm gonna tell you some shit you probably ain't trying to heal I'm just gonna be honest and everybody just ain't ready for that shit you know so a lot of people spend more time choosing to be liars and stuff like that like I just want to be authentically myself like I don't care how bad it look like this how I feel about this this is me period that's it you don't like it I'm sorry I'll move on but this this what it is. I just want to be authentic that's how I want to re- live the remainder my next question is, if there was something about Chicago radio you could change, what would it be? <clears throat> Them seeking out artists. It's like, you know, I think artists are tired of trying to kiss radio people's butt to make them listen to the music. Like, use your ear. If you musically in time, in- inclined, put your ear to the street. See what's, see what's popping. Check. If you hear names about certain a- artists, you shouldn't have to say, okay, you need to pay me $150 so I can spin your song or something like that. Like, choose real music, put it in rotation, and be a part of breaking a record. Like, who breaking records? Y'all, like, a lot of the uh, um, radio stations steady playing the people that's already made it. What about the people who got talent that y'all ain't paying no fucking attention to because we ain't got the money, y'all think? Or got the numbers behind us, but the, the, the talent is genuine. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody got to do some real PR work or whatever. Yeah, I think that's one of the, one of the reasons why radio has died off so uh, so fast lately. Because mm-hmm. now you can get it straight to consumer. You can get it straight to your fan base without having to break it through a radio. Uh, right. You can use SoundCloud. You can use uh, 
Spotify, you can use YouTube, all these different um, applications, <clears throat> excuse me, all these different applications to get your music out to the people yourself without having to go through a radio. And for so many years, all they ever did was give you like the power hour or something like that, right? <clears throat> One hour. Where they would rock out with Chicago music. And then I was out, that was it. And they would go back to their regularly scheduled uh, same stuff, same program. Thing. You know what I mean? And it's really, that's all it is, is this program. And someone comes in there with a playlist, they hand it to and them. Put it and, in. And, and that's the end of that, you know? So yeah, I, I definitely understand it. I, I wish they would have done more, but they never did. Like, I know some people who would have done well if they would have had the proper promotion or just a radio. Yep. Just drop my shit two times in the morning, two times in the afternoon, and two times in the night. You, you might have changed you might have changed the trajectory of certain artists, but it was never done right. And I think just the platform for music in Chicago wasn't wasn't the best either. It was like they wasn't really trying to blow, uh, play artists unless they knew you were going to blow up or unless you had like that type of money to just throw around. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody wants somebody to line each other's pockets. Yeah, that payola. Mm-hmm. That payola. And then the thing about Chicago is like they promote other artists from other states way faster. You get a whole concert in Chicago with possibly not one or two Chicago artists on the on the whole ticket. Yeah. It all depends, but they'll learn. My 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 major prayer is more so than anything is that somehow it gets restructured to where you get more money for your streaming costs, your royalties and stuff like that. If they find a way to restructure that, there are artists that's putting out music consistently, that's getting it heard by people can begin to make some kind of money because you can have 60,000 streams and only getting 200 or something dollars like that. So it's. Yeah. I feel like somewhere there is someone working on that. Or, and not just believe the music it. industry, but just the <clears throat> the Chicago platform where it can be redone and people can uh, be successful through it because it's not the the platform here is kind of trash. You know? Yeah, yeah. Somebody, pay. I I keep high hopes. A lot of people are like, I ain't never happening. If it that even if it's not Chicago, because like my sights are not set on Chicago. Being from Chicago, yeah, being from Chicago don't mean that I have to be a, a Chicago artist. I always say I'm out of Chicago or Chicago's very own, but I'm not stuck in looking for Chicago to do shit. I got people in uh, my video now, the most streaming, uh, over 40 some percent of the streaming is in India. And it's just something like spiritually I thought of because of the sample of the music, the way it sounds is Middle Eastern. So when I, I promoted my video, I, I promoted it to those types of countries, uh, Iran, Iraq, Italy, uh, India, like Brazil, like all of them. And that's where all of my views coming from. And I know people probably thinking I'm doing something funny to get these views because this ain't never happened. But let me tell you something, divine timing gonna happen regardless who like it or not. It so just I don't give a shit. Who picks it up and who hears it. Um, I know when yep. I put music out, yep. I mean, you look at the statistics and the analytics of it and you go like, I'm getting more views in Toronto and the UK than anywhere else. You know what I yep. mean? And I look at that and I go, that's crazy that I, I get them there, but the people here, here <clears throat> won't even support them. 
And because of that, you get chances to work with those type of artists that mm-hmm. I when you leave your name and your information on on your uh, music, they are mm-hmm. going to reach out. And often I tell, don't do not call me. Please do not call me. Just leave me a message and we'll figure it out from there. So um, yeah. definitely like it. But that's that's one thing about music because it is so universal. Um, anybody can gravitate t- t- towards you because they can get an understanding of what you're going through or what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It speaks this language of its own. And I think that's one of the dopest things about music. It's another reason why I love like hearing people play live instrumentation or being in the studio when it's la- being laid down. Like it's one of the mm-hmm. best to see people do that. Yeah, the creative process is is one of the most rewarding. Uh, I'll be glad when I'm done with this move so that I can kind of get back into the mindset of it. You know, 2020 has been an uh, eye-awakening, an interesting year and a reset for a lot of stuff to, you know, get back in, in structure. And so I kind of, I, I could, I used to get crazy when I, I wasn't doing music like consistently like I wanted to, but I realized that it's okay to, kind of take a pause because I, I didn't take a real pause but kind of a pause and then go inside of myself the music gonna always be there yeah. but it's just like you know just because it's more than just it's just more than just writing some damn getting on the microphone just saying something like it's a process for me and I love it I just hate hearing myself <laughs> I used to I used to like I, I think my manager taught me how to like I mean, he really helped me through a lot of stuff because I didn't like, I don't like the sound of my voice, you know, all the time. Well, now I do. I used to, some years back, I couldn't stand the sound of my voice. I hated to hear recorded. I sound like I'm 12 on music. So I was like, I sound like a little kid, you know, but. I just hate it. I just hate it. Anytime you, if if my song comes on, I leave out the room. Or I tune I don't. I, I love it. I love talking it. like I this, love it. this type of engagement doesn't bother me as much. But uh, that you still, that you still got you got something. To, uh, you still got something to release somehow. Probably, but you I mean, do. if you heard, if you heard me, like I, I don't, I don't waste no, I don't waste no time in there, in there. Like I can, yeah. I can show you anger. I can show you, show you frustration. I may sing in there. I can do whatever it is I need to do. But it's just that voice. It's just like yeah. Yeah, you know, like, dude, tell him to shut the fuck up, man. Like, stop. You you separate yourself from your voice, huh? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I think that I think someone told me I have too much of like. I don't know if it has to do with perfectionist perfectionism. I think that's what it is. It is. That's what it is. And and the other part for me is I can tell you when I messed up, how many takes it took on what part and everything. So I, I can't, I it's can't. never good enough. It's it's never, never, it never is. So I can't, I can't listen to it because someone played a song for me one time. He's like, Hey, can you tell me what you said in this song? And I was like, no, 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 I can't. I'm like, cause I'll, I'll break down how many times like I messed up. And, and he was like, dude, just tell me. I was like, I can't like, so when he did it, like I did it for him, but my head started hurting cause I started just remembering everything. So um, I try not to listen to myself. Um, and the only time I do is if I do like the song. I I, I have to like the song. I've done so, but I have to like the song. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, there's very few songs that. Uh, there's a song called Moreno Wool that I like. I love. Um, 
there's a song called Words with Friends that I uh, I love. And it's mainly, I think it might be because I was sipping and I was chilling. So I was able to say that song like damn near flawlessly without too many takes. There's very few songs that I have. It's like, a, I could do like a, a, my own playlist of that, but it's not a lot. It's not a lot. That's interesting. You judge yourself. Hell yeah. I, every when I'm when I hear it, I'm like, oh my God, man. Like it took you 12 takes just to get to that part right then and you messed up and that went wrong and that went wrong and that went wrong. But yeah, I don't like I don't like hearing it. I don't like my sister may play some of the music. I'm like, dude, stop playing that shit. Stop it. Stop I love it. I listen to myself every day. I got a song called Every Black Day. Gold. Black Gold is a song that I, because it's about, it's about us. I love that song. Um, very few songs. Marquita Janae, that's a song about cannabis. So, I, of course, I love that song. Mary Jane, what a new name. Yeah, I gave her a new name, man. Yeah. Oh, that's that's uh so that's that's the project of focus right now mmm on every digital streaming ser- service the official video is on youtube um they can go to shannon clay and search mmm and the video will pop up it's right there before the covid hit um did, well i should say this did covid stop any uh progression that you had um, only as far as travel wise, like I said, I went ahead and allowed myself to take the break and not overdo my mind. It was like, I need to be doing this. I need to have 30 songs. Like I did learn how to make beats. So I made a couple of beats. I wrote some songs to the beats that I've written. I haven't uh, recorded them yet, but I will have the opportunity to do so. So, you know, it's like I learned, I, I bought me a, um, a, a, a DJ controller. So I'm learning learn how to DJ only for my own personal, because I just feel like I knew how to do it and I, I know how to do it. So I'm um, just trying to perfect that and all the other stuff, you know. Uh, and like I said, in the Are middle of this with more, other artists? Huh? easy for you to work with other artists it depends because i don't work with every artist like it has to make sense but i have i do have songs with other artists um i don't really have any released as a single or anything yet but i do have a couple of songs that i did with other artists and stuff like that on their projects and um basically on other people projects i've done stuff but i have my own music that i've worked with a couple of artists on so I mean, but every artist is like, as soon as you meet somebody and you tell them, we need the work. No, we don't. No, we don't. Just because I'm an artist. Nah, ain't nobody asked you to work with you. You did. No, I didn't. You did. Now you lying on on live podcast. I don't want to do no music with nobody because I like working that much. Pull it up. Huh? Hopefully it, 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 it's in my phone. I hope it is. If it is, make sure I see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now, um, um, it's some artists that I will work with. It's some artists that I, uh, I, you know, it's like you do your thing, I do mine because like certain people, energy is different from the music you put out. Like I don't make any music about killing nobody, shooting nobody, nothing like that. I just make music about sex, love, money, weed. 
Gotta have music. Situation. Man, what's wrong with you? You ain't real if you ain't talking about killing motherfuckers and something. I, I don't I don't need to kill anybody. Whoever gonna die, they down there on. I ain't got to kill nobody. I ain't got to make no song about killing nobody either, cuz shit, if they got to go, they gotta go. Huh? You ain't keeping it real then. You gotta kill. People. I am no wait, 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 wait. First of all, I am keeping it real because my life don't include killing people now. So that's keeping it real in my life. Now, if keeping it real in somebody else's life might mean that they've had to kill somebody. That's fine. I just don't. Yeah. I don't have no judgment oh, in it, but I'm just going along with the status quo, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's different. It's different. I'm trying to bring something. Well, I am bringing something, you know, you different. Know Everybody else got that. Yeah, I am bringing something different um, than what all these other artists like. I'm not interested in doing what everybody else is doing. I want to tell my motherfucking stories the way I want to tell them. That's that. Sure. Authenticity is the best. That's the best. That's all I got. So, you know, what you see is what you get. Uh, uh, some years back, I would never be on this this call. My hair ain't combed. I'm looking a fool, but it's all right because it's way big. You know, the situation is way bigger than um, that old vanity shit. So it's all good. Yeah, fuck your hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Leo. That's kind of offensive. You're Leo? Mm-hmm. Okay. My hair is everything, but you know it ain't calm, so I'm good with it. But yes, I want to eat my food. How do we do? We good? You ready to eat your food? Yes, I have been running and moving for a whole week, and I'm still not done moving. So, all right, so we'll end there then. All right. Tell yes. the people your name before we go one more time. One more time. This is Shannon Clay. You can find me on Facebook, Shannon Clay. Instagram, Shannon underscore Clay 821. And uh, Twitter, I am Shannon Clay. Bye, sir. Oh, one thing. Bye.